listeners, welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome back to Turns Out She's Psychic. Hola. <laughs> How are you, Tracy? <laughs> I'm better than you. I have COVID, everybody. <laughs> you do have COVID, <laughs> but it's okay. You can't catch it over the airwaves. No, you can't. And I've set myself up in the <laughs> um, spare room at the back of the house and all is as well as it can be. I'm not suffering too much for it. So, you know, it's all good. Just a bit of a... And the last one in your household to I get know, it to. so surprising too. Lucky last. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> And do you know what, um, you and your lung, Mm. um, issues. (laughs) Yeah. So glad that it hasn't destroyed you in a way that it potentially could have. Yeah. Lots of, lots of things have been helping out with that. And I'm really glad that even, um, you know, a few years ago I had sinus surgery and I've done a lot of healing on all kinds of levels. So I think I'm, I'm in the best position I've probably been for a very long time to to be taking this on so Mm -hmm. I'm already feeling loads better than what I did do a few days ago so onwards (laughs) yay yay (laughs) so that's me (laughs) Mm -hmm. um I think I'm the only one that I know who hasn't had COVID yet. Yeah, and it's so funny. I semi get nervous every time you say something like that. I'm going, oh, it'll come because it's just such a way of life. <laughs> I know it will. It's a matter yeah. of time. Yeah, it's just. It's a matter of time. So interesting. Um, What are we going to talk about today? Oh, hang on a second. First Hold of all, up. <laughs> we have to get into the Patreon. Yep. The Patreon announcements in the beginning. I know, because otherwise we just log off and we forget and we're like, oh, drats. That's the word we use at the end. (laughs) Drats. That's the word. (laughs) I don't think I've ever used that word, but anyway. For our most recent Patreons, Lydia, Melissa, Karen, Carolina, Ash, Linda and Rebecca, we thank you. We also extend that thanks to everybody else that signed up previously whose names I don't have right in front of me at the minute. And hopefully (laughs) we can see you all um, tomorrow night is our next uh, live Q&A. Yep, 7.30. You can get the details over on the Patreon with the link, which will be going up today. Um, So the link will be there and it's 7.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is Sydney time via Zoom, and it will be recorded. Yes. So we'll put <laughs> it. Must remind me to record it. And they're long videos, so we have to embed them probably over on your YouTube and then link them or something fancy like that. Sure. We'll figure yep. that out. And I just want to thank everyone who came on Saturday to the the Sync membership launch, our listeners who were there. Tracy's been busy. Um, it was a great day. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great day. I'm really glad that it's done. Um, so much pressure building up for that event. Um, I'm just really, really, really glad that it's done and I'm so excited about the SYNC membership now being out there. And from now until the 1st of June, um, there is a super deal 
um, where it's heavily discounted membership at the moment. And then from the 1st of June, it will go to its full price membership. So it's a monthly membership and, um, it's all going to be ready to go from the 1st of June. And I think for our listeners going sync, what is this sync you speak of in a nutshell? Sync is an online sacred space full of resources, teachers, tools, techniques, all of the things, all of the good things that come with a spiritual journey. So it came or it was really kind of founded based off of the the premise of two questions. One is, where do I start on my spiritual journey? And the other is, why isn't all of this stuff all just in one place <laughs> conveniently? Like, why do I have to go to this place and this place and this place? Yeah. So basically, I wanted to create an online cult. <laughs> you were realizing <laughs> this dream. It wasn't enough having yes. a podcast. <laughs> I know, you're right? I'm taking over If the anything, world. it was just validation um, of the need. Yeah, that's it. So it's almost like, turns out she's psychic, but in a sacred space um, and it's a membership. So it's a community. It's interactive. Um, of yeah. like-minded people. Mm, yeah. Um, and lots of beautiful teachers and healers and people like me and you who um, we invite into the space or they apply to come into the space to influence the people inside the space. So if you want to learn uh, tarot reading or uh, mediumship or psychic development, for example, then you come inside here and inside of the sync membership and you you can trust that the teachers that are in there and the content is in there um, is very high integrity, that it's not bullshit. Yeah. So I important. started to tell a story. Yeah, I started to tell a story on Saturday and it was so funny because I went to bed on Saturday night thinking, shit. I didn't tell the end of that story at the event, so I left everyone hanging. <laughs> so the beginning, for on Thursday night and Friday night, I had a reoccurring dream, and I've had that dream before, um, and so on Saturday morning I Googled what that reoccurring dream meant, mm. and the dream is essentially in a nutshell, I drive my car somewhere, and when I go into where I go into and I come out, my car's gone, yeah. and I believe that it's been stolen oh. or... Uh, but I second guess myself. I wonder whether or not maybe I just forgot where it parked and maybe I've lost my memory yeah. as opposed to someone stealing it. And um, I woke up Saturday morning and I, I searched what the meaning of that dream is. And there are some sites where I go to first for my information as well, for my own learning that I trust, yeah. that I know have high integrity and have information that is true. Um but, and so essentially the, that my site that I looked at, it said that when you have this type of reoccurring dream, a car represents your drive, your inner determination and Ooh. drive. And when, when you lose the car in a dream, in a dream, it means that you're losing your own drive and determination towards something. Right. But if the car is stolen from you in the dream and it's not there when you come out, then it means that someone is trying to, um, someone's trying to distract you on your deter like on your drive, like they're trying to steer you off path Ooh. and prevent you from success. But Underneath the site that I looked at, it made me click because of the title of the website. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what it was, but it was um, a title which is um, a name of somebody. And 
I clicked on there and it said an interpretation of that dream. And the interpretation was very similar with the, if you can't find your car, then you've lost the determination or the drive. Yeah. Um, but if some, if your car has been stolen, then it is the devil <laughs> inside of you. And it said that the way to to detach from the devil and the way to destroy the devil is to fast every day for 13 days. Oh, wow. From 9 from 9 a.m. till like 10 p.m. or something. And like he, this person was prescribing basically how to destroy the devil inside of you because if you have a dream where your car is stolen or your method of transport is stolen, then you have the devil in you working to prevent the light from being able to be shown to the world. Oh, wow. So the devil is doing everything it can to prevent the light. Including stealing your and, car. And I mean... <laughs> Correct, in your, in your dream. dream. So <laughs> so it was just proof. Um, it was so funny that on that morning that I was launching a space that is all about being able to support you with high yeah. integrity and information that is true and high intention and people with, you know, with high moral grounding around their spirituality that I found this website that was saying, you know, be careful if you dream of that because it means the devil's in you and you have to fast, no eating, no drinking wow. from 9am till 10pm every day for 13 days and you have to say this prayer and that prayer so and you scary. have to read this part of the Bible and that part of the Bible. Ridic. And it was so funny. Like, I mean, I know our listeners would look at that and just go, yeah, bullshit. But how many of them are but, there? Like there's just so many around. Correct. And, I mean, it's really easy to see that that one, um, which I'm, I'm not going to, Apart from saying very close to the Nigerian prince email scam, yeah. that's about as close as I could get to describing what it is because I don't want to slander or get into trouble for doing anything. Yeah. But um, people do fall prey and, you know, we've I've seen it with the people, you know, creating the the copycat accounts. me's yeah. on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um and people do fall for those things yeah. and it just depends on how vulnerable you are or how how tired you are or how sad you are or whatever it might be, whether it's vulnerable in emotion, mental or physical, um, people do fall for it and they get more elaborate, those schemes. So SYNC membership is a place where you can come and you can trust above all else that the information that you're getting is of the highest quality that I can possibly curate inside of Sync Membership, I'm doing all of the curating, so yeah. the information's not in there unless I approve it at this point. Um, hopefully other people will be able to do that for me soon. But, yeah. It's the highest it's, intention. It's about being a family. Yeah. And it's about having a family of like-minded people, you know, and knowing that you can go in there and have conversations with people in there and share what's been happening and not sound crazy to your friends that are at home or your family or, you know, your colleagues or whatever. You can come into sync and you can have these kinds of conversations. Um, there's also a space in there for kids. It's called Kids Inc. Um, so kids and their carers. So cool. Um, yeah, so to teach our – well, to help our little – you know, indigo, crystal, rainbow children um, not not have to recover from their childhood as adults. <laughs> and we will invite some of those teachers within SYNC on to have some chats on 
on our podcast. 100%. And so you, yes. dear listeners, will be able to um, meet them and have a listen about what it is that they're doing and they offer and a little bit about um, their processes and what has led them to sync. So that's yep. all in our future. Absolutely. Yes. So if you want to check it out, you can go to spiritincorporating.com.au. Yeah. The um, link is And in you'll the show see notes. it there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can sign up to be a member now, like from from the other day, from a couple of days ago. And uh, But the membership opens on the 1st, but membership is open now. So thanks for telling us about Sync. That was a nice little nutshell. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I was asking and curious about grand gestures and that originally mm-hmm. came from, um, I think it was probably my first of two readings that I've ever had from you, whether you um, realise that or not. That's something remember. that I've mulled over, that um, expression. And I've heard, mm-hmm. I've heard that expression been brought up since then, of course, um, but I thought it got me curious as to, you know, I'd like to dig around in what a grand gesture is and the way you explained it to me on that day when I'd heard it for the first time was the fact that I had um, decided to have a reading with you essentially because I was in a bit of a, um, oh, it sounds so dramatic to say rock bottom but it really was like truly an ending because I knew that you know, I just wasn't happy and I needed um, to sort of sort my mind out and sort out a new way forward and really redefine a whole lot of um, belief systems, I I think, and thought patterns and and, and everything. And um, so it really was sort of cleaning the slate, starting again, so to speak, spiritually more than anything. Um, And then uh, I think there was something along the lines of you saying, oh, you know, the fact that you're here, like you've made the grand gesture of, you know, asking for help, of opening up for help and you will receive it, you know, slowly, slowly. And I was like, oh, that's intriguing that, that word grand gesture. Cause my understanding is obviously those words, it sounds like a big gesture, like something grand is something, on a large scale. And what I want to really riff around about with you is um, getting our heads around the fact that it doesn't always have to be grand in the scheme of doing something on a large scale. It's just a big shift, I suppose. Well, a grand gesture is, is big. Um, there's a difference between just shifting yes and shifting so big. yes so I would love to talk to you about that mm-hmm. so when you came to me and you know going back to what you were just talking about and that experience do you um, even remember that because I know you don't remember things often um, I remember the day like I remember you being here and I remember you I remember bits of it but I don't remember the grand gesture bit yeah it was one of the first things you said um well, plus that was years I know. ago. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> um, and I have, the, I have the worst memory at the best of times anyway. Same. But, um, 
so when you, if you think about your particular experience, that was a grand gesture simply because you finally decided to do something different. So if you could think about a grand gesture being, if you do something that you've always done and expect a different result, you are still gesturing in doing something that you've always done. You know, you're still trying, but a grand gesture typically is doing something that you haven't done, realizing that there will be a different result. So grand gesture is really an energetic and that's what makes it so powerful is it's got a different intention behind it. So a grand gesture is like an atomic bomb. Mm. Disrupts all the frequencies and... Well, depending on what the intention is. So it is usually around a specific thing. So, for example, with the sync membership, even even doing the podcast, I, up until the end of last year, I'm just not a collaborator. I'm, I don't well, work well with others. I just never have. Not um, something you would I'm not a team sport. To. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not a team sport kind of girl because I'm, you know, if, if you know me personally, I'm actually quite introverted. I don't like to talk to people. I, if I know you, you can't shut me up, <laughs> but I'm not someone that goes into a room and is like, hi, 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 and it's just not who I am. And collaborating has always been one of those things that made me feel like I needed to step out of a, a comfort zone of, of control, I guess. It's like I, I, for so many years, barely felt like I could control myself, let alone stay in control in a group. Um, And where I had in the past let down my guard to open up to even just friendships, you know, just one-on-one friendships in the past, I'd, I'd felt that the vulnerability left me too exposed and I almost always left um, feeling like um, that person didn't put as much into it as I did. Mm. Um, and, and I know that, you know, from from knowing a lot more about myself now and more so spiritually about myself, that I know that it's probably on, on so many levels in my day-to-day life probably almost impossible for someone to be able to put the same energy in that I do because my energy is so is is so much more unseen. invisible yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like even just knowing what's going to happen for you and knowing where things are going but not being able oh to tell no. you yeah. or to like to, I know that you're going to always be okay. And I know when there's things that aren't going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, but I can't tell you that I no. know that. Like, it's not, it's, it's just not the way. No. The world works. no. So collaboration, I think for me, now that I understand why I always was, couldn't be a team player and needed to be an individual sport kind of girl. And obviously I'm speaking in metaphors <laughs> because I I do not play sport. I'm very uncoordinated. At the end of last year, collaboration was something that kept dropping Mm. in. And I knew that in order to create this vision and manifest into reality the vision that Spirit had given me, which is sync membership, to be able to, to have that come to life, that 
I couldn't do it on my own. And most importantly, I wasn't supposed to do it on my exactly. own. And, and to have those two factors be something that I really, really trusted and understood, it meant that I was going to have to collaborate and it was going to have to be with humans rather than spirit. <laughs> so spirit needed me to, to make a grand gesture, which was to decide to do something different. So collaboration is a grand gesture for mm-hmm. me and that is going to allow something grand in return. Yep. So it's no secret that for me when I started out um, really acknowledging and doing my deep spiritual work and acknowledging and honouring who I was and my connection and realising that I had everything that I needed all along to be able to do it, I still had to grapple with myself um, in terms of not feeling worthy to do it for myself And so I found the leverage, which was when spirit said to me, you need to get over yourself and you need to stop making this about you and all of these people that we are showing you need you to show up. Like you need to, you need to do this for them, not for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not what they were saying. It's just how I had to, it's how I had to um, hold it at that point in time to be able to move because I wasn't going to do it for myself because I still didn't feel, I was still very conditional with myself and I still had a lot of, um, I was at the beginning, you know, I was at the beginning of, of realization and awakening and all the rest of it. So, um, when we have our leverage, so interesting. Our, our leverage, our leverage is our intention. So because my intention was to help others, And because I decided to do something different with all of me, so my physical self moved in a different way, my mental self focused on something different and my emotional self was vibrating so different because my feelings were starting to transmute from low vibrational feelings to higher vibrational feelings of things like acceptance. And instead of guilt and shame, it was moving more towards acceptance. So when, when we... When our intention is there, it is a gesture. When our whole existence, whether it is full or whether it is baby steps, it doesn't matter. When our whole existence is aligned and we have an intention that is so powerful that is spiritually directed. So if you've asked for spiritual advice and you've received it and then you um, acclimatize, I guess, your whole existence, your whole being, your human being, your human conscious awareness, when you move all in the one direction and you do it for something that you feel so drawn to do or that the there is no other alternative at this point, then that is a grand gesture. And what that does is like an atomic bomb. It sends out a, a ripple effect of energy out into all the spaces that you that you fill up. And so what you get in return is a grand gesture. So life changes. You get, you get a, a direct reflection of how you've changed on the inside. That direct reflection occurs in the change of the outside. It's exciting stuff. It is. So when you showed up that day for your session, for your reading, the fact that you were admitting, the fact that you were voicing Mm. it, the fact that you were asking, the fact that you were seeking 
the universe will never let you down. It can't because it's just energy. It's science. So it's all to do with frequency and vibration. So if if your frequency raises because your emotion's raising and your mental clarity is shifting as well and your body is doing something different, like meditating or praying or you know, seeking, yeah. you know, doing an, um, a spread of oracle cards or tarot cards is one of the greatest ways to be able to realize that you're in like a full alignment in that moment in time, because you're physically doing something that supports the emotion that's also supporting what's in your head. Mm-hmm. And so that tells the universe one vibration or, or almost like, a, um, a unity in your vibration. And so the universe reads one frequency as opposed to lots of different frequencies. So the universe can deliver you one thing instead of lots of different things. Much more clear. Which is, yeah, which has got a lot to do with manifestation and how we manifest things. So master manifestors or people that are really, really good at manifesting, we know how to do it because we know how to get into a full alignment and tell the universe the signal that we want. And so by the universal laws, we can't not get anything but what it is that we put out to get it back. Mm-hmm. Like it just has to happen. It's it's science. So when it comes to grand gestures, I suppose when I was saying it doesn't always have to be on a large scale, I think what I meant was it can be like a grand gesture can be a sudden willingness to accept or absolutely healing but that is that grand. has been there forever it is grand i guess it's seeing the grandness in more than just a um i don't know maybe preconceived ideas about what grand is well correct you know what you say is a really really great point because grand to me is um all about intention. Yeah. So, you know, when they say like grand intentions mm. as well, um, a grand gesture is a gesture to yourself, to your soul, to your heart. It's it's the most loving thing that you can do for yourself. And by grand, it means that it is the deepest, purest, strongest, um, most loving thing. And that's what makes it big. Like that's huge. Like if you could see that in an energy, you would see it's one of the grandest things you'd ever seen in life. It's like pure white Mm. light. It's grand. So, yeah, I think the definition of grand and what we think of grand, just that preconceived idea of what that means or what it alludes to might have people confused. Yeah, I think that's the crux of, of this topic that I was really keen to poke around in. It's like, you know, that the mm. Grand Designs architecture show on telly. It's all about yep. giant, magnificent houses and mod cons or or not. It can be really simplistic as well. But when it comes to grand gestures, it's such a, a shift. A seismic. Yep, a seismic energetic shift. That you you can't unsee. You can't. Well, it's so grand and so big that it penetrates all areas and returns Mm. something new. Mm. 
It's just that you can't see it. Yeah. And that's what makes it even more grand. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's... It's magic um, almost, you know. It's such a beautiful feeling. Um, And it's it's for everyone. That's what's amazing. Mm -hmm. Everyone can do this for themselves. Yep. And, you know, like the SYNC membership, for example... It is like the me choosing to collaborate with people is a grand gesture for myself. Um, The reason why I chose to collaborate was because of my leverage and my leverage is for the people, not really for me. But eventually I will be able to get to the point where it is for me and it's slowly getting there, but I will always put people first. And it's not like from being a martyr aspect or anything like that. It's really just... I know that's the way that I work and it's how I've always been and it feels good to do it that Mm. way for me. I feel like it's actually loving for myself to do it that way. And maybe one day I will have an awareness where where I I learn different and I see differently and I do put myself first. But I, I really think like in the weirdest way that I am putting myself first by like spiritually I'm putting myself first but in my ego's mind I'm still caught up on the I guess um I think we're probably going to go off on a tangent here but um on the on the kind of like the vanity aspect like never wanting to appear to be doing anything for myself Mm. and for um I guess for any kind of applause or any kind of val not validation because validation's fine but um honor I guess it's like it's I'm so separated from Tracy and then my spirit mm. you know and my soul you know I'm very aware of Tracy and her sp- and my spirit and I'm very aware of my soul yeah and for I think it's Tracy and Tracy's spirit that has a hard time that just hasn't learnt yet um, how to um, how to get past that whole. If you do something for yourself, it is selfish in a, in a way, and and it's I know it's not, mm. and I tell people it's exactly. not. Exactly, you teach others but, it's not. But in saying that, I'm not talking about like going to the gym every day and eating good food and meditating and praying and all that kind of stuff. What I am talking about is doing things that are fucking huge and life-changing and have a huge effect on people all over the world. Like it's... Again, it's not for you though. It's a different level. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different level. Yep. And Tracy, I have a really hard time when I'm being Tracy accepting that I'm the person doing accepting that. Accepting it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not for it's really the difficult. praise. It's not for the honour. That's no. a byproduct. It's not. And so it is. it, it almost lends into that judgement. A hundred percent. And that's why I'm still alive as a human. Yeah. yeah. And I'm fully aware of the parts of me that still need to have work done. Um, and I know, though, that the way that I work and the most loving way that I can do it for my soul is to do the work 
I don't call it sacrifice at all. Instead, it's do the work and then sit back and receive. Um, But what I receive is um, energy to be enlightened rather than receiving um, receiving human um, recognition. It must be an awkward space for you to be in because it's so not what you're about. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, I mean, if, you know, like I've got people in my life like you who know who I am at my core and I never need to worry about being misunderstood anymore in that area because I know that I'm fully just accepted. Um, but for those people who would be viewing from the outside with their own judgment, yeah, um, I could see how I would be very misunderstood yeah. and that's okay. I think a lot of people can relate to this though. This is such a, a common thing, you know. Agree. Yep, exactly. And ultimately, you know, I've got hopefully many, many, many opportunities for my own grand gestures. Yeah, indeed. Um, And it's something that people shouldn't be afraid of. It's something that people should, um, should really um, open themselves up to um, embracing. And understanding that once... Once that is done, once it is acknowledged, this grand gesture I'm talking about, like you were saying, it is such a seismic shift in your own frequency and what you're putting out and what you're receiving back. So it's mm. it's just a good Well, look what happened to you. Oh, gosh, yeah, it's amazing. And it's not always. Like your life has <laughs> completely changed in so many ways. And it's not always comfortable. Like it's not always those rainbows and butterflies. There's so many times where I've been incredibly uncomfortable right before the next big thing or during the dropping of the big thing, then all the the ugly bits that I need to work through, all the imposter syndromes and everything else. Um, All the ego. All of it comes back around again. But each time it's Mm -hmm. just a little bit more learning and a little bit more softly softly and just working through it so I'm getting better at it it's more gross <laughs> it's more yeah well it's more learning um to um be aware of it at first yeah. and then acknowledge it and then honor it and all expansion hurts you know yeah it's what growing pains are exactly. like the the struggle that we feel when when things are changing and growing for the good, um, the struggle that we feel is simply just growing pains. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, we can't just stop growing at all because our legs ache when we're growing and we can't just pull our teeth out or like, you know, put stuff inside of the, the cavities in our, in our gums to stop our teeth from coming through to avoid the growing of teeth and the pain that that causes. The light in the dark. Growth. Yeah, growth has pain. You know, you can't give birth to a baby without pain. And that baby (laughs) being born, going through a birth canal or getting pulled out from the old sunroof, whichever way, it's uncomfortable for the baby as well. Like they've been, 
usually for the most part, very comfortable on the inside in their cosy little home and the the birth process um, is uncomfortable. But then all of a sudden there's a Mm -hmm. whole new world on the outside that you then learn to be in. Time and time again we we are birthed into different areas and experiences and it feels like the end and a beginning and that's happy and sad and And everything in between, yeah. That's it. The beauty of it. Mm Yeah. So even like with a grand gesture, there's almost always a period followed after of a level of pain or uncomfortable yeah. things happening and or even just restlessness or resistance. It's almost always when we have to have our team around us, whether it's human, spiritual or both. All of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have to pull on all of our tools and our and our techniques. But the good thing is though that you know, the, the universe will never give you something that you don't have inside of you that can solve the, the problem or the issue that we appear. We, we, we see it as an issue and a problem. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. From a spiritual standpoint, it's mm-hmm. not. It's an opportunity. Yeah. We decide whether it is a fun opportunity or one that we would rather not take. Well, we like our labels um, and we like to be comfortable. We do. Yeah, and we also like to generalise, like we also like as humans to be able, or even just certain cultures, we like to be able to, um, we feel better when there is a a group sort of herd mentality behind a suffering. Um, yeah. And, you know, like we look at, you, you think about um, when I first got diagnosed with my autoimmune disease, I remember that one of the doctors saying to me, you know, it's incurable. It's about learning to live with it and to manage it. Um, but you should get onto some, I mean, this was so long ago. It was kind of like when Facebook groups really started to kind of yeah. um, come about, but they're like, oh, you know, you, there's Facebook groups for these things and you should go on there and meet other people so that you don't feel alone or, you know, so you can share and feel heard and mm. um, which at the time, you're kind of so desperate that you will do anything, and I it's did. It's a great idea but to looking, connect. It However. is, but looking back, <laughs> I think, can you imagine saying that to me now? I'd be like, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're running the group, words. you don't want to be part of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yes, you go, you go into the Facebook group and it's just people in their victimhood. Yeah. It's people sitting there crying and talking about the suffering and feeding into the frequency of suffering. I I just want to press pause for a sec. There is a space for people to be able to vent and share their experiences. That is an extremely healing thing. Um, I just want to cover that caveat. And I know that's not where you're going because I know you would have acknowledged that too. But there is healing in that. It's when you're stuck in that, right? Well, look at, yeah, look at, you know, sync membership, the community inside of that community is great. And and like I said, human herd mentality, we feel safer yeah. when we're around people who allow us to just be where we're yeah. at. But when I went into one particular Facebook group, it was a place where people would go who were so low vibrational that they, that they wanted to be in pain. Yeah. And you could tell because people would come on, like people like me, newbies in there and say, hey, I've tried the alkaline diet and I found that 
you know, after nine months of not being able to walk for half an hour every morning until the pain started to wear off and my painkillers started to kick in, I'm now pain-free in the morning. And if anyone's interested, and then to be met with this barrage of hate, (laughs) of things work for some people, they don't work for others, and you're just guilt-tripping everyone Mm. and, you know, wow, it worked for you, good on you, you know, like you, you need to, you don't understand where we're at and we've tried everything and, you know, it's, it's that whole idea of, um, you know, people will do what it's human nature and psychology in terms of you, who you decide you are, you will do whatever it takes to convince others and yourself that you are that. So if you are in pain, you will live your life reflecting being in pain. If you are, you know, anything, you know, that, that's, that's why we have creative expression as well. Yeah. If you've decided and the way that we, something, it yeah, is so. because it might bring you, and it depends on what your primary need is as a human as well. So, for a lot of people, certainty when you're in suffering, certainty is one of our top needs. It kind of, regardless of what your need is, when you're happy and healthy and stable, when you're feeling out of control, we're going to reach for some kind of certainty. And sometimes when people are in so much pain that they are so exhausted physically, mentally, and emotionally, which I know what it feels like, but when it's been for such a long period of time and it feels like no one cares and you're just a pain in the ass for everyone and you're an inconvenience for everyone and you know joy, the thing that you find certainty in is in your pain and your suffering. So when someone like me comes in and says, hey, have you tried this alkaline diet? I I rattle your sense of certainty, i.e. your sense of, of self and um, who you are, your identity. And so no one wants their identity um, shaken and stirred when, when it is what's keeping them alive at whatever point that is. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, you know, being someone who is an alcoholic and addicted to prescription pain meds, you know, like I of all people know that, that, you know, to, to shake my identity, I no, thank you. You can fuck off. Yeah. Like, see you later where you're that out. Person has to, you don't yeah. even exist to me anymore. They've got to be ready to acknowledge that. Yeah. And some people never yeah. are. So whether they realize they're yeah. intentionally, you know, clinging to that identity or not, that's what they're yeah. doing. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so within spirituality, you know, when we bring the spiritual aspect into it, um, especially when it's individual spirituality, like what I, what I do, um, into in when, what I mean by that is I don't follow an organized religion. Like there's no right way or doctrine, so to speak, um, or no book that tells me how to do it, um, when, when you start to introduce that, so much of it is reliant on um, being more than okay with uncertainty and that's what faith is, yeah. you know, like faith exactly. is at its very largest aspect um, is all about uncertainty because it is void of human mm-hmm. ego and human ego is about certainty and uncertainty. So, when it comes to a grand gesture, um, it's also almost always aligned with a level of faith in that 
you're not determining what that future needs to look like in a very certain way. Yeah. You kind of know where you're jumping to, but you don't know how it's going to feel to jump. You don't know how it's going to feel to land. You don't know what it's going to be like when you arrive. It's more just a direction that you know you need to go in and you just say, okay, I'm all in. That's right. And let's just see what happens. So with a grand gesture, that's that's often the case too. And so you have to let go of what you see or what you think, what control you think you have about what that future looks like. And it might sound confusing when it comes down to when I want to manifest my life and when I want to have a vision board or goals, but they're two very different things. You know, I have to-do lists. I have goals that are very tangible, very physical, very human. But as, as the, as time, as divine time unfolds, there is a level of, um, free will associated with how it's lived out. And if I want my free will to be determined by people, then, um, I will have limits to where I can go. I will have, you know, um, what makes sense in terms of how much I could earn per year or how many houses I could own or what kind of car I could drive or what kind of how far I could go in my career inside a company. Whereas if I choose to have faith and put all of my energy out to say, I'm going to move in this fashion, which is to-do lists and goals, but I'm open to receiving the entirety of what the universe has to give me. Yep. For the highest good, I, whatever that is. Yeah, then, yeah, then I, that's true free will. You know, there's will, which is driven, and then there's free will, which is open to receive what's for the highest good mm. and in divine time. Mm. So, Yes, I move intentionally and deliberately and consciously in the direction of where I am guided to move. Yeah. And I know that things need to be paid and I know that times need appointments need to be made and I need to show it's up for those times. And yeah. Well, you're still a human. Yeah. You have to live in the human realm doing human That's things. That's right. And would you say that? Um, it becomes clearer or you get more clarity uh, the more in alignment you are. So the more that you're clear on your purpose or your, the, the more clearer you are on you, you're able to see um, how things are affecting you and, and why that may be. Oh, this has popped up because, I don't know, this lesson needs learning or... It's, my, it's for the highest good of all that this is coming back around again because I sort of really didn't do that very thoroughly, something. Of course, 100%. Like there couldn't be a truer statement in what you just said in terms of when you – so when you make that decision to move forward, it's not about avoiding um, – avoiding like gray skies or foggy days or rainy days or whatever. It's a, it's about realizing or recognizing and honoring what each of those things actually is Mm -hmm. as opposed to what you need it to be or what you think you need it to be or want it to be. That resistance. 
Yeah. So like resistance isn't like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like maybe, you know, this is really hard and I keep getting all of these no's and I keep getting rejected and everything is telling me not to do this. You can either see that as, well, I shouldn't be doing this, or you can see it as, what am I not seeing? Yeah, and that's it can get confusing, can't it? It can, but like you just said, the, the more aligned you are, which I'd probably like to use the word authentic because yep. it's authentic and then aligned. Sure, absolutely, um, yeah. Like you have to, you have to get to a level of authenticity yeah. in order to reach an alignment so with your soul. Yeah. You have to be really um, honest with yourself. Yeah, you do. You have to. Yeah, that's it. You have to just be not afraid of your truth, yeah. and you don't need to be truthful to everyone. You just need to be truthful to yourself to be authentic. Yeah, I love that. Um, that's so important. So when you when you can move forward. Um, and realize that a no or something that's uncomfortable or a rejection isn't telling you to stop, turn around and do something different or even determining what you're worthy of. Instead, it's saying, hey, what does this, what does, does this represent to you? And Usually it is, um, so we're getting so deep here and I'm trying to not get deep, but try to stay a little bit. No, we're all going out deep. Out of the weeds. Go deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it can be, it, it's, it, it's just really obvious to me when someone feels that they have a problem, their problem is at such a human level to them. Their perspective is from the ground. They're seeing the weather on the ground. Yeah. They're seeing the flood. And what I can see or what anyone who um, chooses to give themselves the space to converse with their spirit, what we see is the cycle that's occurring. Mm. What we see is above the clouds where we understand why this rain needs to occur or why this flood needs to occur. It doesn't mean that it is good it doesn't mean that I'm happy that people suffer. It doesn't mean that all of the horrible things that happen after it, I don't feel bad about, but I understand why it's happening mm. and I don't make it about my human experience. Even though there is a human having that experience. Yeah, but that human, so like... There's just so many layers... Um, so many well it's divine interventions yeah. yeah like we're going and that's that's why that's you know deep. like we are going into divine interven- intervention yeah. you know weeds yeah. where um if you don't do it for yourself the universe will do it for you yeah if it is divine time to do so mm. so a lot of the time people aren't near their divine time to do so so there won't be interventions but it's whether or not you see it as an intervention so if you see the flood raging through your town and your home and you're displaced, you can choose to see it as I've lost all my belongings and I don't have anything and I'm not covered by insurance and my poor kids. And yeah, you can see it at that level realness, of human suffering. The rawness. Which is yeah, which is real. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to take of away from not. that because yeah. that's the human of part. Course. But you 
to also to be authentic and to be aligned and to have a spiritual relationship what you will always under also understand is that there is a divine intervention to this that is trying to do something for me not to me at its highest level and you can choose whether or not you want to focus on the human ground level suffering entirely yeah or whether you want to focus on why is this happening for me at the highest level that you can get to with your consciousness. So and you can flux between you one would and the other. still need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would still need to go and clean up. You would still need to rebuild your home. You would still need to figure things out at the human level, but you can either do it with resistance and basically build up a life where in two years' time another flood's going to come straight back through there and you're going to think, oh, I've got the worst luck in the world. And it's like, really? Really? Do you really have the worst luck in the world? Or was there a divine intervention two years ago that you failed to see and the universe is like, girl, you need to open your eyes and you need to do things differently? But you didn't. You did the same thing. You basically rebuilt the exact same life that you had thinking that that's what you needed to do. If the universe is going to bring through a divine intervention like a flood straight through your house and your home and all the rest of it, that is not for you to go and rebuild the same thing that just got destroyed. Mm. It's for you to rebuild new and to do things differently. Change your glasses. (laughs) Exactly. And so some people will have the blessing in their human experience where divine interventions will take place. And it is a blessing in disguise. It is that silver lining type of thing, you know. How can something, how can this be a good thing if my home is destroyed by flood and, yeah. you know, my animals are gone and, and I'm not insured and, yeah, like how how is that good, Tracy? It's like, well, it's not good. Those things suck. Those things are really fucking annoying. Yeah, and hard. But at some point, they are very much so, but at some point, you avoided, 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 avoided and collected and built up this pressure where the universe has had to deem divine intervention time because in divine time you're supposed to evolve right now. Like you are, your soul is supposed to evolve through something in this human experience and you weren't going to choose to evolve it. You were avoiding it. You were putting your head in the sand And so the universe has to get you to try and get your head up and see things differently. And what I find really interesting about divine interventions um, in recent years have been the sharedness and the connectedness of mass groups like the bushfires and the floods and COVID. It's en masse. Correct. And that's, you know, if we go back to when we first started the podcast, it was you know, around that COVID time. And I remember, you know, Spirit Speaks talking about um, how there is a, there's a collective reason for this. And, you know, like so many people are seeing suffering and they're in fear, but I feel really unafraid. Like I feel entirely at a level of certainty and control with inside myself that this was required. You know, I'm here at this time of human existence and evolution where, there is a massive up-leveling of mass consciousness. Yeah, there's so much and shared experience. it is a collective. Yeah, and that's exactly what that is. You know, it's um, – and there's so many aspects to it. There's 
spiritual, but there's also um, there's also Earth and Mother Earth as as it exists as a planet. You know, it has to go through its evolution too, yeah. and that includes natural disasters and animals extinctions and new species and diseases and destruction. It has been it, evolving for a long, 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 long time before we were well, here, and a long, long time after we're here. Yeah, like I mean, do you like Mother Nature is Earth, Air, Fire, and Water, and 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 all of that that it encompasses. Yet it will destroy itself with fire and water. Yeah, it's not destroying itself; it's doing what it knows it needs to do. And yet humans are like, oh, it's destroyed and it's destructive. We put emotions on top. Mm. Yeah, it's like mm, I totally get it. And if you look at it from a perspective, absolutely. But that is just one aspect and one perspective. And when you can look at it from an entirety, from a whole, it allows you to breathe and it allows you to not be so responsive and reactive and driven by will. It allows you to sit back and and move in a way that... um, is conscious and deliberate and intentional rather than responsive and reactive and and from a survival. And back to basics. Which is ego. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But with this... Big conversation. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's necessary and I, I like to um, think our listeners listen for this because we've often talked about things that are a bit sticky or icky and no one really wants to talk to and we never mean to upset anyone or um, antagonise anyone but we like the fact that we can come here and, and talk about things that sometimes people avoid. Yeah, and I know that... Um I know that you've all heard me say this before, and you especially, Laura, like I wrote it in the front of my book, for God's sakes, you know, like I'm here to, a huge part of why I'm here is to disrupt. Yeah. And provoke. Um, And I am so comfortable with that now, that by just being me, I provoke people. Yeah. Like just just simply by being me. And that that doesn't, um, that's not antagonistic. That is just Mm -mm. triggering. Yeah, one to way people or the other. who it needs to trigger. Yeah, one way or the other. It depends on, and again, it's such a human quality to have emotions, good, bad, happy, sad. Um, but the thing is you can't, if you want to block out all the sad and all the suffering, then equal parts you have to be willing to block out all the highest of the highs as well because you cannot have one without the other. That is a human experience. Yeah. That is emotions. Emotions are so human and if we lean into all of it it's all or nothing yep and you know when they talk about um mirroring and projecting if I trigger you or even if I disrupt you or provoke that's that's a you thing yeah I love that the mirror in the projecting yeah that is and when you're able to see that Mm -hmm. because I'm just speaking my truth like I'm not I'm not saying things for any agenda yeah apart from speaking what I know to be true and where I'm at in my life is I love it when when people are the same we can have the chat I don't really 
yeah, I, I feel like that's, they're the best conversations. And the, the different to me, the better, as in not like the, um, not as in um, disagreeing, mm. but more so as in people who are who they are and be who they are, it lights me up. Mm. You know, I love seeing people be exactly who they're supposed to be and accept exactly who they are. There's nothing more beautiful. Unless you're an absolute dick. We don't like seeing that. Well, that's not them being who they are. Like, I mean, people like people who are authentic. Yeah, don't be a dick. Be a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get where we're going, yeah. folks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. And you know what? If you want change in your life, everlasting change, and you can't have things just keep going the way that they're going, consider a grand gesture. Yeah. Consider figuring out a way that you can get your your spirit and like as in your intention, your heart, um, your physical body and your head just all in one movement for a minute. Mm-hmm. And if you can get that to happen, that is a grand gesture and you will get a result back that reflects change. Creates that momentum. And have a reflection mm-hmm. now that you've listened to this episode. If you, I don't know, maybe if this if this has helped clarify what grand gestures are, reflect back on ones that you have made and have a look at where that has mm-hmm. taken you. It's so powerful. That's it. Yeah. Like I know um, so many clients who when they understand what a grand gesture is, they've got things in their lives where they can go, oh, yeah, I can totally see how that happened. And yeah. when, you've, when you've experienced it and, you, and th- then you have a, a different um, – point of reference, it's a lot easier. So yeah, yeah, great point to be able to look back and think, when did you just have to do something and it didn't matter what it was, but you had to do it and you were all in on it and it changed things. Mm. And that is a grand gesture. It's just whether or not you choose to look at it spiritually or not Mm. and move forward, including the spiritual aspect of it, which in obviously on this podcast, that's what we talk about. That's what we're here for. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Coolness. Thank you so much, Tracy. Any finishing words or are Thank you, you done? <laughs> Never. Mm, I could, you know, I could keep talking forever and ever and ever, but I have a client that I need to get to. So of course you do. I think we need to be done. Yeah. I had fun. <laughs> Me too. Gosh, I love you. I can't wait to see you in real life again sometime soon. <laughs> I know. It sucks, doesn't it? It's like the universe is keeping us apart. Yeah. <laughs> We'd probably spontaneously combust an area if we were in it too long together. <laughs> and then as soon as that happens, my compute my my internet went down and you froze for a second and I got the warning sign come up on my phone. So bizarre, hey. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, for the Patreons that can make it tomorrow night, we'll see you there. Everybody else, Yay. take care wherever you are and uh, write into us. Tell us about your grand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Bye. In your ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see in your ear holes. Gross. We'll hear us. You'll hear us in your ear holes. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. 
Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy. And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.